Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Courtney. And I'm Caitlin. And we are the, the Florida, Florida Girlies. Girlies. <laughs> slightly better at that <laughs> first time it was just all over the place. Uh, i wonder if people just shut it off as soon as we started doing that no 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 they're like wow 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 what is this masterpiece impressive impressive <laughs> amanda Bynes, is that you if you know that reference you are a real one a real one i apologize in advance for my coughs even though i don't know if they'll really be that noticeable but Courtney had COVID. I caught the vid, bitch. And like a <laughs> like a real Floridian, I took ivermectin. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I told to her. It. I was like, I am pretty sure that shit works. Like I've heard some good stuff. And she sends me a screenshot that's like this is for animal consumption only or something. Yeah. For uh for um what's it called when those like little bugs live in your stomach? worms but there's like another word for it but yeah it's it's for like an infestation in oh your body God. and like well, diarrhea and vomiting are common because your body is like getting rid of these things anyway my parents Ooh. were like take it or you can't <laughs> stay here <laughs> and i'm packing to move so i was like well i'm definitely and i have covid so i'm like not fucking going anywhere yeah wait did you tell the people no that's also a life update i am officially Moving to Nashville. <laughs> Boo. You whore. <laughs> Boo. You whore. No, I'm so bitter. <laughs> Just come with me. I can't. It literally, you could. You could. No, I couldn't. I mean, you could try. Literally, even if I wanted to, I could not. I don't know. I think you could. I would have to uproot yeah. two other people. <laughs> True. Yeah, I didn't have to uproot anybody. It's literally but. just me. But be thankful that you have people that you know you get to build your life around i have nobody yeah. and it is so meaningless sometimes i'm like what am i moving for nothing cool great yeah. well there's there's good and bad to both i feel like sometimes yes I, I mean obviously there's lots of good things about my situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah just go on just and kidding. on about it Pull no, me. But, but honestly being in your place is very exciting and like I am excited. Yeah. I feel like I've reached the the era of like realizing that my life is my own and I can do whatever I want much yeah. later than most people. Probably because of the religious trauma, the divorce trauma, all Could, of that. That'll do it. Because I'm literally 30 and I'm like, wow, I can literally do whatever I want. Yeah. And this is the first time I've really ever felt like that. Yeah. And so. honestly, people are in such a rush in their 20s and early 30s to like get married and have babies and stuff and which is like great if that's what you want to do but also just enjoy where you're at and like really do what you want to do and like yeah. move and travel and like experience life by yourself and like really get to be comfy with you yeah you know? and like <laughs> I used to be so devastated over the fact that like I didn't have kids and even though I am divorced for a little while there, I was still upset that I didn't have kids, mm -hmm. you know, kind of while I had the chance, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm like, no, like my whole world for the rest of my life would be wrapped around, you know, someone that I don't want to be with anymore who didn't want to be with me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh. <laughs> um, and there are so many people that I know who are doing that right now, yeah. you know, and it's really hard. Like, and they are much better than I like much more <laughs> powerful and strong than I am um but yeah I mean not having I guess anyone who needs you <laughs> is a is nice but it also is like terribly lonely yeah so I, I feel you I mean I've d I had all of those feelings also when like before I met my boyfriend and before I had Mila 
And yeah, again, there's good and bad to it because there it was terribly lonely at times. And especially being a flight attendant, I was like, I have no one. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's what made me like make up because I was loving that for a while, just like being on my own and exploring the world and, and like getting out of Florida. And and then I hit a point where I was like, oh, oh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel so lonely and like I want roots somewhere. And that's why I kind of like made roots in Boulder and like found my community. And that's where I met my boyfriend and... The rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> we'll be writing it down, <laughs> handing it out for you to read. Yeah, but no. So I get, I definitely understand like where you're at right now. But just focus on the good parts and like really enjoy, enjoy the excitement of like yeah. moving and and a whole new chapter and yeah. Yeah. I used to like always love this like quote that was like the excitement isn't in like getting what you want. It's in the journey to getting it, mm-hmm. you know, because once you get it, you're like, OK, well, what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. And like yeah, I used to sure. think before before I ever actually was serious about moving out of state, I used to think, well, the moving is the thing. And everything leading up to that is the journey. And now I'm like completely feeling the opposite after having like officially like signed a lease and I am leaving and like it is happening. I'm like, oh my God, this is like literally just the beginning. Like I'm barely processing my feelings because I'm like, I'm just packing to move. And I'm just like literally packing all of my shit and moving to a whole different state, which is so normal for so many people, but I've never done it. So I'm like, holy fuck this is crazy like I won't be in driving distance of you or Savannah or my parents like that's never I've always lived in Florida Mm -hmm. I've always been close to everyone who's been here so it's a weird fucking feeling yeah I will say (sighs) as much as like it ends up being so worth it moving is never easy like Mm -hmm. moving my first time from here to North Carolina where I went to school so hard I had to leave you guys behind that's when like you and Emily still lived well I was in in South Florida in school that's true and I remember you leaving to North Carolina and I was Mm -hmm. shocked that you actually went out of state because me and Emily both went to the same school in South Florida and we were both like why is Caitlin so far (laughs) she's so far away yeah no I just remember like I had to leave my family all of my closest friends my boyfriend at the time and I was like what am I doing like that I, I was so scared and I got there and for the first like week I was like crying every day because I was so homesick and then I like just started to let myself enjoy it and like really I made friends on my dance team and I was just like this is actually so fun and so cool and I like can't believe I'm here and then then that I had a shift a couple years later and I was like I don't want to be here anymore (laughs) and I was like I gotta go do something else and I was like gonna be a flight attendant but first I had to move back home and moving from North Carolina back home was so hard again I was like (laughs) sobbing for so long because I'm like I have to leave all my best friends they don't want to go back there yeah and also like go back to Florida ew Ew. (laughs) and then I was with my parents again for like two months and then I was like okay peace I'm going to where did I go Dulles Virgin where did I go I don't know (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I moved. Let me to just check my personal records of all of the actions in I your life. I have them written down. I moved to oh, it was Texas because you I had to go. To well, I didn't move, move there, but I had to go for training for like um, six weeks, and then I got move. based in Dulles, and I lived there with my uncles for what? like yeah, for like two months. Oh, because okay. I didn't officially move. I got based there and I was like, okay, do I want to stay here? I lived with my uncles for a couple months and that was so fun. That's adorable. I, I love don't, I them. don't think I 
ever I don't know if you, I just like missed that part of like your life or yeah. I just forgot but I, that is adorable it was so fun and they they were I like never flew because I was on call and it was just like mm-hmm. a slow season so I was just like hanging out at their house taking care of their little wiener dog and like <laughs> <laughs> they would make me dinner every night and like they were so fun and so sweet and that was such a fun time. Like but then gay uncles or just two yeah. uncles that live together? Oh, okay. My uncles. <laughs> I love them so much. <sighs> um, and then, then I just followed my friend to Denver because she was like my best friend from training. And I was like, okay, let's go. Damn. And I hated it there for like the first month I was there. I was like, this sucks. I hate <laughs> it. And actually, it was a while before I like really came around to it. And then then leaving there and coming back here was so hard. And now I'm like, I don't want to necessarily be in Florida forever, but the thought of leaving feels so painful. I'm like, really? Yeah. Well, especially now with like being near my family with my daughter, I'm like mm. taking her away from them and her like both of their bond. Yeah. It would just be so sad and so hard. And she would be asking about them every day and I'd, I know it would be worth it, but it's like no, you're gonna right. suck if I didn't we do. Think about that, yeah. Because I and this, you're gonna judge me so hard, but I actually do feel bad about taking Poppy away from my mom <laughs> because Aww. she loves my mom so much. Every morning, I don't she judge like you for that. Wags at all. her tail and starts crying at the door until my mom really? opens the door. Yeah, because she loves her so much. But I'm like, she'll be with Brinkley and Emily and Andrew. Like she'll be fine. Yeah. Like Brinkley and Poppy are like besties. Oh yeah. Once she's with Brinkley. Like, it'll be totally fine. Also, dog-human bond has nothing, obviously, on, like, granddaughter-grandmother relationship. So I don't really know, but... I fully, like, understand what you're saying, though, because when... I don't know, times... Like, before I had my daughter, I felt the same way about like the dogs in my life i'm like i can't leave leave. what do you mean (laughs) mean? and if i were like able to have a dog right now i'm sure i'd feel the same too yeah the only dog i never had that bond with was sparky yeah he was the worst that was that was courtney and emily's old what what kind of schnauzer he was a schnauzer yeah yeah, and he drowned that was the most traumatic day I wasn't I was there, there for I, it. I was in school and I was getting broken up with. Oh God! What yeah. a t- what a yeah. terrible day for everybody. Rip. He's still alive again. I don't know why I say rip when I mention an ex. Oh, I the left name so dropping, much. Courtney. <laughs> oh, like he listens to this podcast. <laughs> but still, what if somebody he knows? Oh, okay. I'll do a little like <laughs> beep over his name. <laughs> uh, I loved him. You know who you rip. are. <laughs> the rest is <laughs> <in> me. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, anyway, we've. I feel like I rambled for so long about moving, and that Rambling literally on. no one cares. But I care. Do you <laughs> have any life updates now that we've like gone through all of mine and, and excessively? Um, I did have a story I was going to tell from. I've been flying a lot recently, and I just have had such a, a whirlwind. <laughs> so. I don't, uh, by now you've probably all heard about the Alaskan airline flight where the door ripped from the hinges while they were mid-flight. Well, not mid-flight. They had just taken off. So they weren't like all the way up yet, thankfully. But um, if you haven't heard about it, go look it up. It's insane. Um, And it was on a certain kind of aircraft that had been having like issues. Apparently, I wasn't aware of. But apparently, like, bolts would be found loose on these doors all the time, and they would have to fix it and stuff. And I guess they missed it on this one. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, like, the whole reason why it happened. Somebody got fired. Oh, for for sure. sure. And uh, anyway, they that happened with that aircraft, and then they, they grounded all of that same aircraft for all airlines. And I had just landed on that aircraft. It was a 937-30... Max. And for those of you who know what that means. <laughs> and <laughs> I had just landed on that aircraft in Newark. And we were supposed to go right back to Orlando on that same aircraft. And 
obviously they were canceling all of those flights. And so they had us sit in the airport for like four hours. And then they're like, oh, now we'll get you a hotel because we finally decided to cancel, even though they knew that's a whole nother point. But so they, we, we go to a hotel. They split me up for my crew and we had a very short layover. And then we were supposed to work the flight back the next morning. And so I'm by myself. They're all together at a different hotel. And I wake up extra early so that I can get there in time and have time for like a coffee and maybe breakfast or whatever. I have plenty of time and I roll up to the gate and I'm like, hmm, why does it say L.A.? And I'm sitting there like looking at my phone and I'm like, no, I'm at the right gate. And I'm looking. I'm so confused for like a full five minutes. And I'm like, I am looking at the wrong day. No way. So I pull up the right flight and I'm like, okay, it's probably just like a few gates down. It's in a whole nother terminal. If you've ever been to Newark Airport. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not like a quick hop over to the next terminal. It. I I was like panicking. So I start sprinting in my full like heels and everything. I had to throw away my coffee because it was just splashing all over me. And I stop and I ask a flight. I'm like, do you know the fastest way to get to A terminals? Because I'm all the way in C. And she's like, maybe the air train. And so I'm like, okay. So I book it to the air train. And I'm calling my crew members and I'm like, I'm I'm coming. And she's like, oh, you're fine. You'll make it. Like, you're totally fine. Tell me why the air train takes like 20 minutes. Oh, dude, it's like not efficient. It's not fast. And there's also just a bus that'll take you like directly from one terminal to another. But I didn't know where it was. And Mm. also I thought that would take longer. So I'm like, oh, no, the air train will like zip right there. Right. No, it took so long. And I'm sitting on there just having like a full blown panic attack. And you also have to exit um, security to get on the air train. So I had to go all the way back through security and no, tell me why I get off the air train that I took to avoid taking the bus, right? Okay. And they're like, welcome to A Gates, but you're going to have to take this bus to get to A Gates. And I'm like, excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> <laughs> I just sat on this train for probably 15 minutes and you're telling me I still have to get on a bus? Fucking Jersey. No, I was so, I was livid. And then the bus wasn't even there. And so all these people start walking and I'm like, where are you going? And they're like, they're like, we're walking, I guess, because the bus isn't, isn't here. I don't know when it's coming. So I was like, okay, so I start sprinting. It's an eight minute walk. (laughs) So I start sprinting. I'm sprinting the whole way, basically. And I had a bag of food that was literally ripped to shreds by the time (laughs) I was done. (laughs) And I just like, I know somebody whipped out their phone and was like, look at that girl just literally high stepping to her gate. Like, yeah, I was running like a track star and having like an asthma attack. I don't even have asthma. I, I hated my life and I got there and it was fine. But like, what a way to start my day. Traveling at 6 a.m. in New York sucks. It was horrid. Sucks. Yeah. Literally similar, I'm not going to go on, like, I'm not going to tell the full story, but it's a very similar experience happened to me. The train took forever mm-hmm. to get me all the way out to Queens, and then I had to hightail my ass through the airport. <laughs> like, I literally, when I sat down on that plane, first of all, when I got there, it said boarding finalized or closed or whatever, oh, no. so I was, like, panicking, and I was heaving. When I finally sat down, that I was, was still heaving for, like... 15 minutes and my lungs felt like ice like I had never felt so cold oh my breathing god before and it wasn't cold in the airport like my body was hot I was sweating no but my your lungs, lungs were like, closing were like up. on fire <laughs> yeah it was wild I hate airports I do t- I I just I hate Newark it's the worst Newark airport sucks. in the world and I was so stressed I was so I was like out of breath and sweating by the time I got there and yeah, it was just, it was extremely chaotic. And it was also six in the morning. Oh no. So like first thing in the morning and somebody's sprinting through the airport and you're like, what the? No, like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It was horrible. So that's just a little story I'm to so tell sorry. you. Always double check 
<laughs> that you're on the <laughs> your right day. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah. After that experience for me, I got to the airport. I'm not shitting you four hours before my flight actually took off because oh, I was so nervous. I was like, I'm just so going to sit my ass in one of those little massage chairs. And I fucking did. And yeah. I just sat there. I got myself a really good sit down dinner. <laughs> I was, And that's when I called you. Do you remember? I was like, yeah, I'm in the airport right now. I'm eating, I'm eating a burger. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. <laughs> no, but that's that that I actually understand that and I understand my mom now for every time we had to fly as kids we were there hours before and we're like mom yeah. what do you mean well it's different when you have like a ton of kids and like you mm-hmm. can't like sit down at a, a restaurant for hours or like I don't know yeah anything fun yeah you know but being like a single person who can just like waltz around the airport yeah it's not bad and like there's watch, a lot to it's do not terrible yeah yeah but I was feeling like shit. That's the day before I came down with the vid. I feel <sighs> bad for whoever was sitting next to me on that plane because I had oh no idea. No. Yeah. No idea. Anywho. Anything else? Um, that's pretty much it. I don't have a whole lot of updates. We. Um, it's 2024 and it's everything is the same. So but worse. But worse. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Courtney is has cut out all the things that are enjoyable in life. Oh yeah, no, so. I didn't even think about talking about that. Yeah, uh, I have quit vaping. Mm-hmm. I did take one puff today because I found where the vapes are. Oh no, her dad literally <laughs> hid them. Well, I gave them to him to hide. It's not like he's like, you can't smoke. I'm thirty. Like, what's he gonna do? Yeah, I would literally. I'd probably punch him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like addiction to nicotine is like no fucking joke. Anyway, I found them and I was, and they were like, I mean, we can't tell you what to do. Like, and I was like, I'm so proud of you, honey. <laughs> I was like, just one puff, just just one puff. She's like, that's all it takes now to get right back in it. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. And I wish I had my vape right now. But anyway, I've I've put that down since the first, <clears throat> other than one v- v- puff today. Alcohol, no alcohol. And caffeine. Well, coffee. Because I'm, I've still had a ton of chocolate. I realize yeah. that I'm just getting my caffeine fix from chocolate at this point. But whatever. I just feel as though I would be so oh, depressed. And I'm celibate. <laughs> Literally oh all the God. fun things in the world. <laughs> like She's just restricting herself from all good things. Yeah. No, I'm trying to just good. Like find it's the true me. Things. Like, I don't want to color my hair this year. I don't want to get my nails done this year. Like, I just want to be like a natural human. Yeah. A human no, woman. These are honestly very good things to do, but I'm just like shooketh that you have done them all at once. Well, I don't know how to just do anything <laughs> calmly. It's like literally all or nothing, That's baby. That's true. That's true. That is on brand. <laughs> And then I crash and burn all at one time. I'm like, I'll be on a, like a week long <laughs> bender smoking like <laughs> like a carton of cigarettes. Like Chandler when he goes to, where does he go? Uh, Yemen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to Yemen. <laughs> oh, I know. I just remembered. Oh, my oh, heart. Oh, that hurt. It literally physically hurts. Like, I hate it, it so much. Yeah. <clears throat> Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, we love you, Chandler. And we love all of you guys. Um, by the way, we are a true crime podcast. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep, yep. 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 That is <laughs> what we forgot to say. But um, I wanted to say it at the top and I just forgot. I was just like, no, every hi, guys. Time. Welcome back. I'm Courtney. I was like, I'll get to it eventually. I don't even think to say it. That's the thing. Oh, like really? every single time we start, I don't even think to say it until you are like, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> Oh yeah, ha 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 ha. Because I'm like, we're just chitty, chitty chatty. We're chitty. We're chitty chatty. Fucking chitty, <laughs> and chatty. <laughs> um. Well, okay, but we are a true crime podcast. Caitlin is leading the charge today. Yeah. Pumped AF. Woo. So I'm just gonna hand it off to you. Yeah. Take the reins, okay. sister. Let's dive in. This case is extremely tragic. So we are gonna shift into a little bit of a different mood. Um, it's like crazy what these people went through before before this okay i'm just gonna get into it so we are taking you to the thriving port city of jacksonville florida no way okay yeah and we're talking today about 
Reggie and Carol Sumner. The 61-year-old Reggie and Carrie Sum- Carol Sumner originally met in school, and they shared a sweet high school romance. It was pretty short-lived, and they ended up going their separate ways after graduation because they wanted different things in life. And it wouldn't be till later in life that they would reconnect. Reggie, in the meantime, went on to serve time in the Navy, get married, and find work with the railroad. And Carol also got married twice, actually. And she had children of her own. So when he's like in his 20s or whatever, he's working on the railroad. Yeah, because I saw nothing about what year that all happened. So like 1960, I guess, is when he's working in, on a railroad. I've been 40 years on the railroad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Carol also got married uh, twice, actually, and she had children of her own. Her first marriage ended in divorce, but it was her second that nearly cost her her life. Ugh, same. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. Oh, I haven't been married a second time. <laughs> I'm just projecting. Hopefully it won't. <laughs> um, Carol filed a restraining order against her second estranged husband because he was extremely abusive. On February 18th, Oh, 1987. Okay. So that was around the time, I guess. Carol was living with her 10-year-old daughter, Rhonda, when her estranged husband showed up at her house, pulled a gun on her, and shot her six times in front of her daughter. Later, the police tracked down his car on the side of the road, and he had also shot himself. Oh, no. What was even the point, you know? Like, why do that? It just sucks. Carol miraculously survived, but was permanently blind in one... Can you imagine if I'm like, that's it. (laughs) That's the whole case. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I'd be like, wait. (laughs) No. (laughs) I just thought that. Um, Carol miraculously survived, but was permanently blind in one eye with chronic pain. And at just 10 years old, Carol's daughter, Rhonda, took care of her full time after this traumatic experience. Sweet baby. I know. Over the years, Carol regained her independence and got back to working. She worked multiple jobs to support her children as soon as she could. She was hired as a part-time customer service rep for a a cable company in, in 2000. Carol was working at this cable company and a call came through with a familiar voice on the other line. No. By some chance, it was her high school sweetheart, Reggie. Aww. 40 years had passed since they had heard from one another. So they spent the next hour or so chatting about everything that had transpired in life. They at talked work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally at work talking to this guy for what like an hour. What a cute little rom-com. I know. Ugh. They talked about their kids, their relationships, and what they're doing now, and, like, everything under the sun. She was like, I got shot in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally. I'm like, you wouldn't believe, girl. (laughs) You would never believe what the fuck happened to me. Um, it It was basically, like, nothing had changed And they quickly became inseparable. Mm. Rhonda would later say that the day she came back from that phone call, she was gushing like a 16-year-old girl. Oh, my God. Which I was like, that is so cute. I love love. (laughs) So sweet. They married just six (gasps) months later. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this seemed like a happy ending for the two people who had overcome so much. But unfortunately, the worst was yet to come. No. Yeah. Just let them be. I know. Like, that's so much to go through in one lifetime already. Mm. I feel like tragedies just do be following some people. Yeah. Like, they get the absolute worst hand mm-hmm. year after year after year after year. And then some people are, like, so fucking boring. Yeah. Nothing has ever happened to them in their life. Well, and the thing is, they seem like such nice people, too. Like, such pure, kind-hearted people. And it's just crazy, like, that this kind of misfortune could have happened to them. Wow. So, 
within the next year, um, they decided to move down to Jacksonville, Florida. I don't know if I said, yeah, yeah I said they were in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they decided to move doc- down to Jacksonville, Florida. Rhonda had, uh, she was sad to see them go, but they stayed in contact and would call each other nearly every day. In early July of 2005, Rhonda's calls were going unanswered. Oh, no. Yeah. At first, she wasn't all that worried. When all of her calls were going unanswered for almost 72 hours, she decided to make the four-hour drive down to Jacksonville to check on her mom and stepdad. That's dedication. Well, I would probably be booking my ass there too <laughs> if I talked to my parents every day and then I was like two, 72 hours without a word from either of them that's I don't know I'd be like okay <laughs> <laughs> well you're a crappy daughter <laughs> say it again for the folks in the back <laughs> uh, no um, I would be worried but who knows so when she arrived uh, they were nowhere to be found and Rhonda immediately contacted police and they show up and right away they see that the car is missing. Okay. And they also notice that the door is unlocked and food plates and silverware were left out in a mess. Carol's phone was plugged in charging hmm. and her daily planner that she never left without was sitting on the table. Okay. They had also left their dog Mikey along with all of their necessary daily medications. Oh. So Carol had actually been undergoing chemo for (gasps) liver cancer caused by contracting hepatitis C during a blood transfusion after being shot from her second husband. Dude, the string of events. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Can there's you imagine? A, there's a curse on that family. That <sighs> is what I think. Yeah. So she said Reggie also suffered from osteoporosis and diabetes. Hmm. Due, and due to a break in one of his legs, Reggie was also confined to a wheelchair. Oh, my God. This I couple. B- yeah. I believe uh, she and Reggie also suffered from osteoporosis and diabetes. So she also had those things. Dude. G- Match made in heaven, though. Ooh, am I literally. right? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke. I take it back. <laughs> so there is absolutely no way that they would have left without their medications. Yes. And aside from just the medications, like also their dog and all the other things. Yeah. Like, so right away, uh, an investigation was launched. So they're not in the house. No. When searching the house, they noticed financial statements that had been left out. And so they contacted the banks to see if any withdrawals were made. And they put an alert for the couple's missing car and quickly got a hit. Within two days, the abandoned blue Lincoln was found almost 50 miles from Jacksonville. It was left unlocked with no keys to be found. And the battery had also been taken out. What the fuck? Yeah. So at first seeing that, they were like, okay, maybe they just up and left. And then they had car troubles. And so they had to like take the battery. That was like a weak theory. But then they ended up quickly throwing that theory out. Yeah. When just five hours later, they receive a disturbing and strange phone call from someone claiming to be Reggie. Okay. They could immediately tell this person was not a 60-year-old man. Oh. And a instead, he was likely in his 20s or 30s. Okay. And when asked uh, to speak to Carol, a clearly young woman hops on the phone, probably around like 18 to 20, and also claiming to be Carol. How are you doing? I'm ready from the... Um, I'm not to tell my wife right now, her sister passed away. A friend of ours that lives in the neighborhood called this morning and said that the garage is open and that the Lincoln was missing. 
We just moved actually to there not long ago from South Carolina. Do you have anybody that we can contact to help us make sure that everything's at the house that should be there? No, no, sir. My family lives in another state. If you couldn't understand what they were saying, because it is kind of a little muffled, they were basically trying to convince police that they were Carol and Reggie and that they were still alive, but they had just taken a trip. And Why would they call the cops to tell them that? I think just to get them like off the case, because at this point, they had been releasing information about these people being missing and like oh, okay. trying to find them, so they were probably like, oh Go no. Ahead idiots yeah literally (laughs) (laughs) to verify what police already knew they brought in Rhonda to listen to uh the phone call and right away she was like that is not my mom and that is not my stepdad so they begin tracing the phone call because they believe these people may be involved (laughs) no shit (laughs) (laughs) well you never know people are weird about crimes and they can like like people make false confessions and stuff. That's true. So That's true. <laughs> but they're like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> maybe, perhaps. <laughs> maybe not, though. While they waited on the trace for the phone call to come back, they continue looking into the bank statements. Their statements revealed one of the cards had been used at an ATM in South Carolina after they had been reported missing. So they were actually able to attain CCTV footage from that ATM And they found that it was a young man, likely in his 20s or 30s, and he was using the Sumner's card. In South Carolina. In South Carolina. After having moved to Jacksonville. Wait, uh, the Sumner's move? What do you mean? The Carol. Yeah. So they went missing from Jacksonville. Right. And, and then they went all the way back up to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Which is a four-hour drive, apparently. It feels far. Yeah. But yeah, I guess so. Okay, so they literally took their card from Jacksonville, went mm-hmm. back up to South Carolina, used it there. So they must have known these people when they were living in South Carolina. Mm. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I had to burp. Hey. <laughs> it's Okay. <laughs> At this time, the trace comes back for the phone call, and it's linked to a fake name and a fake address. However, they go through the call history and find whoever had this phone had recently called a car rental company in South Carolina. So they're able to contact this car rental company who confirms that the number called had rented a car that matched the description of the car from the CCTV footage. Like, you can see the car in that footage. But unfortunately, it was not registered to a man. It was registered under somebody named, or rented under somebody named Tiffany Cole. Luckily, the rental company said all of their cars had satellite tracking. No way. Which is such a miracle. So police locate the rental car at a motel in South Carolina. On July 14th, just six days after the Sumners had gone missing, Police showed up at this motel. They talk to the front desk and find out what room they're in, get a key, and they go in, and they do not find the Sumners. Instead, they find 24-year-old Tiffany Cole, her boyfriend, 23-year-old Michael James Jackson, literally Michael Jackson. Oh, my God. (laughs) And his friend, 19-year-old Alan Wade. They also find... Tons of brand new items like computers, video games, clothing, perfume, all brand new. What the fuck? As well as the keys to the Sumner's abandoned vehicle, along with Reggie Sumner's prize coin collection. No. Oh, I'm pissed about that. I know. That's personal. Like, literally. People's coin collections are like their passion. Yeah. Police arrest all three and interrogate them separately. At first... None of them would speak or cooperate. But after hours of intense interrogation, Tiffany began to crack. She said that they had robbed the Sumners, but nothing more. And that there was a fourth person involved in the robbery named Bruce Nixon, who was a friend of her boyfriend, Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Jackson. (laughs) They brought in 19-year-old Bruce for questioning, and he caved pretty much right away. (laughs) 
folded. We love to see it. Folded like a lawn chair. (laughs) 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 He began to tell the whole story and said it all started with Tiffany. Really? Yes. Oh, no. Buckle up. So Tiffany Ann Cole was born December 3rd, 1981 in Charleston, South Carolina to David and Shirley Duncan. David was in prison when Tiffany was born, so she and her mother lived together at her grandmother's house. However, when David was released from prison, it caused some instability in their life. Truly, like, none of this is that dramatic. It's not dramatic enough to lead someone to commit a heinous crime. But, whatever. They... They wind up moving from place to place, and her mother had another baby when Tiffany was about five years old, and Tiffany played a huge part in raising that baby at, like, a very young age, so it was a lot of responsibility, and Shirley and David would later end up divorcing. Shirley would remarry and have a second baby when Tiffany was about 12 years old, so it wasn't, like, the ideal situation, but it wasn't... It wasn't anything crazy. Despite the lack of stability, she manages to keep up her grades and do well with attendance in school until about 10th grade when she just drops out, just up and drops out. From there, things like fully plummet and she begins doing drugs. She she does Xanax, cocaine, and she drinks heavily, which I have you ever like known somebody or done well i'm not gonna ask that question (laughs) redact (laughs) i i want to know what the question is go ahead (laughs) i feel like i was very naive to like xanax Mm -hmm. back in the day but i i dated a guy who would take it like for fun he didn't have anxiety he would just take it for Uh like a party thing and I didn't know like much about it at the time, but later, after realizing he took he would take like full bars of Xanax. I have no idea what that means. Okay, I didn't either. So th- thank you. Um, we were homeschooled, so <laughs> <laughs> also not invited to parties. Yeah, more importantly. But apparently, like people that actually have to take Xanax for actual anxiety mm-hmm. say that you will forget like weeks of your life on it like you're (gasps) like a zombie yeah and i just did not know and he would also drink on it so he was like constantly blacked out jeez and so yeah that's what she was doing at literally like 16 years old oh my god along with cocaine and so at 16 she also decides to move in with her boyfriend which is phenomenal decision (laughs) around that time tiffany's father was diagnosed with terminal cancer. So she ended up moving back in with him and becoming his caretaker. He was living across the street from the Sumners. Oh, no. They, the Sumners, like, basically took her under their wing at this time, and they treated her like their granddaughter. Mm -hmm. They helped her out with, food and money and really whatever she needed (sighs) because they saw that she was struggling like they saw her dad was ill and she was so young and she was obviously into like not going down a a bad path Mm -hmm. and so they really were like so helpful to her and so sweet and like just treated her like family they basically So, okay, also in preparation for them moving to Florida, they even sold their car to her. What? For next to nothing, like, because they knew she didn't have a lot of money. So, and and she still couldn't pay for it in full, so she began making monthly payments for the car, and she would often drive down to Florida to spend time with them and make payments on the car. In June, yeah, like they were very close. And in June of 2005, (laughs) Tiffany happened to be at a party in Jacksonville with her new boyfriend, Michael Jackson. Uh, 
Somehow they got kicked out of the party and they had no money and no place to stay. And that's when Tiffany remembered they're pretty close to where Carol and Reggie are. And she knew that they would take them in with no problem. So the two of them drive to the Sumner's house in the middle of the night and knock on the door completely unannounced and carol opens it and is like delighted to see her she's like oh come in yeah she's so happy she's like i haven't seen you in so long and they they immediately offer them a place to stay after she tells them what happened and they make a big dinner together and they're all catching up for hours and at some point they begin talking about the sale of their house in south carolina and it's mentioned that they made oh, no. almost a hundred thousand dollars in th- in that sale. And Tiffany and her boyfriend exchange glances when they hear this, and they're like very obviously thinking the same thing that they want to rob the Sumners. Oh my fucking god! Yeah. After all that they did for her, and this is like just also the beginning. that's not a lot of money. No, I know. It's like not a fucking lot of money. Maybe in 2005 it was, but like. But like. <laughs> but still. It's the the amount of crimes committed for Measly. money. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but unless we're talking. Like, we got to be talking like $500 million <laughs> for someone's life to be on the line. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like anything below Noted. that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's such just like insane money. Yeah. Uh, like I wouldn't mind a bad person going into the ground for a lot of good people to have five hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? Y- yeah, I get. I definitely get what you're Any saying. Any pennies less, you're a terrible person. <laughs> I mean, you're a terrible person another. regardless. But well, I guess. Unless I'm just saying. It's like a Robin Hood situation, maybe. right? Like you're killing someone evil. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so. Tiffany and her boyfriend um, basically wake up the next morning and although Reggie and Carol are like trying to get them to stay and make breakfast and everything, they're like, no, we got to go. Thanks. Thanks for everything. And they leave so that they can begin talking (laughs) and making this plan for what to do. Diabolical. I know. So just one month later on July, I, July, I, (laughs) (laughs) what? July, I, July, I. July 8th, Tiffany, uh, oh, I'm like Tiffany Coke, (laughs) Tiffany Cole, and Michael Jackson, and Bruce Nixon, I don't know why I'm saying and in between all of these. And, 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 and. And and also this person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Tiffany Cole, Michael Jackson, Bruce Nixon, and Alan Wade begin their plan. Alan and Bruce show up at the door of the Sumners and knock asking for a phone to use, saying that they're having car troubles. Of course, Carol's probably a little hesitant, but she's like, yeah, sure, come in, come use my phone, because she's a sweet lady. And as soon as they came inside, they drew fake guns, and obviously they... Carol doesn't know it's fake, so she's just cooperating and terrified. And they begin tying her up and blindfolding her. And that's when Reggie, who's, remember, in a wheelchair because of a broken leg, runs in and tries to help the situation. And they obviously overpower him and beat him. And they they tie both of them up and they duct tape their entire head like they wrapped their entire heads in duct tape aside from like a little sliver so that they were able to breathe i literally can't just am thinking about how painful that is yeah. gonna be to take off yeah that would suck <sighs> so once they're they're blindfolded and tied up uh T- tiffany receives a text saying all clear that's when all four completely ransack the house they take every valuable possible 
And by the time they're done, both Tiffany's car and the Sumner's car were both filled to the brim. Oh, my God. Yeah. You'd think they'd leave at that, but no. They then lead both the Sumners into the trunk of one of the cars and take off down the road. (sighs) Tiffany had already found a spot that she scoped out. Caitlin, <laughs> take your anti-diarrheal <laughs> right now. I'm so sorry. Uh, what is happening? <laughs> I think it's a motorcycle. It is so ridiculously obnoxious. My neighbors are just... Oh, there they go. Yeah. Wow. If that doesn't wake up my daughter... <laughs> then I don't know what will. <laughs> so they... They then lead both of the Sumners into the trunk of one of the cars and take off. Tiffany had already found a spot for the next part of the plan. Next part? Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. They would travel about 40 minutes over the border of Georgia where they would pull off on a dirt road that leads into a very remote wooded area. And just two days before, Tiffany and Michael had gone to this spot and dug graves. Shut the fuck up. Why are they going to kill them? So, supposedly, the graves were meant to scare them. And they 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 were just trying to get all of their information out of them. Was she revealing her identity to them? So, actually, when they opened the trunk... It they had they had slipped out of the duct tape a little bit, and they could see. So oh no. that yeah, oh um, how heartbreaking must that be? Oh, absolutely, and horrifying. Heartbreaking, horrifying, confusing, like just horrible. So and they were also, they had also become like a little bit mobile because they got their hands free and yeah. they were found hugging in the trunk. Oh, no. Yeah, that fact oh just, no. like, broke my heart. Oh, Reggie. I know. The couple was was uh, now able to see, and um, they realized the girl that they have known for years and done so much for was part of this heinous plot. Unfortunately... <laughs> being older and both suffering so many illnesses and being trapped in a hot trunk for over 40 minutes. Oh my God. They were too weak to fight back. So they pull them out of the trunk, throw them on the grounds, kick them into the graves and are like at this point, like scaring them into giving them all their information, which they do. They give them social security numbers, pin numbers, anything that they ask. In hopes that they would let them go. Oh, my God. Well, once they got all of this information, they decided, well, now, like, they've seen us. They, they've, we can't let them live because it's too much of a risk. So they begin to bury them alive. Shut up. They didn't even actually try to, like, put them out of their misery no. early? No. Because they didn't even bring, like, I think they brought, like, pocket knives and oh stuff. Oh, my but God. How they, evil yeah. and terrifying. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So, in the testimony, it's described that once they're buried under several feet of soil, the couple could still be heard screaming for help. <gasps> so, unfortunately, it was not a quick death. Oh it was no. horrific and slow. And just... Uh, just doing that to somebody like first of all what a cowardly way to why I mean, couldn't they climb out would they were so old and weak and like oh my god yeah and under several feet of of dirt you wouldn't be able to even oh even like god. a strong person wouldn't be able to climb out of that so they then pile everything into Tiffany's car and abandon the Sumner's car and all four of them go on a shopping spree. No fucking way. Yeah. After after literally killing two sweet old innocent people, they went shopping. 
I hate these people. I hate them. I do too. I'm 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 appalled. So the medical examiner said that the couple essentially actually choked to death because soil oh. was found in their nose, in their mouth, in their lungs, and even their stomach. Oh no. Yeah. So it was it just it was horrible. Oh. It was heartbreaking and unimaginable what these four people did, but especially Tiffany having yeah, she a had past. A, she had a with tie them. to them. Like, how could you do that to people that you know and love? Yeah. Or I guess she didn't love them. Yeah. She's just evil. And she, like, clearly will do evil things for money. <sighs> so, in exchange for Bruce Nixon uncovering and exposing this whole story, he was given a life sentence. As for Michael, Alan, and Tiffany, they were all sentenced to death. Oh, wow. In yeah. what state? South Carolina? In Florida. I oh. Wait. No, in South Carolina. Okay, okay. Yeah. Tiffany's death sentence was overturned because it was not a unanimous decision. However, that was reversed soon after because state law now allows juries to sentence someone to death on a vote of just eight to four. Okay. So. Makes sense. She is currently still on death row. Death row. Wow. Yeah. And that was in 2005. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking So shit. that is the story of Carol and Reggie Sumner. Wow. Oh my goodness. These poor people. I know. I have never... I've never had to like envision a more gruesome death for old people. Like that is. It made me like, (sighs) it just made me so sad because I'm, I'm thinking about my grandparents and how sweet they are and how they would let somebody in into their home to like, and that could happen so easily. And it's just so sad to think about, (sighs) but well, they were in their 60s? Yes. Yeah, that's like my parents getting mugged and then yeah. buried alive. Could you imagine, though, my, pa- oh like my, gosh, my yeah. parents like not being able to get out a f- few feet? Like, I feel like my dad definitely could, and then he'd dig my mom out. Well, not if they if they were, like, that ill already. Like, they think about it. They were away for quite a while from, mm. like, their... Well, I guess they weren't away from their medications for that long. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like <sighs> they were probably just like weak from all of it. Well, I guess and their their hands and stuff were duct taped. Yeah, they had like been able to loosen them a little bit, but I don't. I think they were pretty much still bound up. I wonder if maybe they thought that they could eat their way out. Maybe. Ugh. But I genuinely don't think like because soil like dirt like that just like a few feet of it is very heavy that's true dude the way that i would be so panicked yeah oh the, these poor people i know fuck them i know not the people that girl it's tiffany so tragic i'm glad she's on death death row yeah 100 percent. like i'm sorry there are i'm not sorry that just there are people that do deserve that. Like, if if they commit such a, like, a heinous, horrific crime, mm-hmm. it, what else do you do? Like, because, I don't know if you know this, but in prison, it's like a whole world in there. Have you? Oh, yeah. First of all. Well, you're going to ask me again if I've seen Prison Break, aren't you? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it all the time. Genuinely wouldn't have remembered I asked you that, but <laughs> that is not my question. Have you seen the interviews of Gypsy Rose recently? No, not yet, but I w- I'm very excited to watch them. She talked a little bit about how prison is like pretty relaxed. Um, I'm sure unless you're in like a max security, but um, you have a key to your cell. It's not like jail. Like, in jail, you are in, like, a cell for a little while, and you're locked in there with other people, and there's, like, a toilet in there. In prison, you have jobs, you have a key to your cell, you, you're you just able to, like, live your life, but it's, it's like, like its own around. world. That's yeah. so weird. So, 
for somebody to commit a crime that disgusting and and horrific and then just like I mean yeah you're in prison you're not able to like be outside those walls but like at the same time you're kind of chilling you're able to like get an education or work on getting an education and yeah it's like kind of stupid (laughs) but I don't I get I get why why the death row exists yeah. The death sentence. I know a lot of people or a lot of states don't have it. And I know there's a lot of reason to not believe in it. I think for murder, like something that's so clear cut, mm-hmm. that should be fine. Like that should definitely be a fine sentencing. It's when it's unclear or by like a biased jury that I think it's fucked up because there have been people who've died for crimes that they did not commit. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not siding with that by any means, but I just want to make that clear. Yeah. But when it's something like this, yeah, the word <laughs> they, they were so dumb and their whole, their entire plot was revealed within six days. Oh my God. Yeah. Because they're idiots. Well, and I'm glad that it wasn't strung out and the family's me got too. The justice they deserve. But, <laughs> It's just it, it's just crazy to me that they were so dumb. They called the police station. Pret- I don't think they would have ever caught and got a trail of who it was. Yeah, they would have from the oh, CCTV. From the C- oh, yeah. Because of the bank statements. And the car rental. Yeah. So they had a lot working against them because they were idiots. <laughs> true. So true. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for putting together that case. Yeah terrible one to listen to but yeah i found it because i i came across a video of women on death row and oh wow and tiffany cole popped up and it said like a little blurb about her case and i was like oh that's a florida case so and i was looking into it and i was like oh my god (laughs) that just damn it's crazy i mean i i know that we don't have to every time give like nice like tidbits of how to not have this stuff happen to you Mm -hmm. but like in this case guys don't answer the door i literally never i'm sorry don't answer the door like you do not know what other people want Mm -hmm. and even at the most innocent it's a fucking jehovah's witness and nobody (laughs) needs that you know what i'm saying the the I think it was a vine, actually, actually, <laughs> where he's like, he <laughs> gets in the shower with yes. him. Hello? He's like, hello? 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 <laughs> it's a Jehovah's <laughs> Witness. Dude, I loved that guy. I Me had a too. big crush on him. He's so Big funny. skater energy. I loved him. Hello? Hello? <laughs> hello, dude? Hello, dude? Dude. No, Where's my hat? <laughs> you know that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brian, give me my hat back. Give me my hat back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, Vine, Vine was the days. It anyway, really don't was. answer your door. Yeah, please. I if literally you're going to, stay strapped. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm not even going to fake it anymore. I'm a Floridian. I believe in guns, okay? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I'm really glad you Cancel said that. Cancel me. Cancel my ass. I don't give a fuck. I'm also nobody, so it doesn't fucking matter. Cancel me. No, don't cancel us. I mean, what are they gonna what What are they gonna do? I'm just kidding. Floridians listening to this are probably like, "Well, yeah. Well, yeah. We got forty. Yeah. I don't actually even own one, but I have thought about getting a little pink pistol. Yeah, for my safety and for my daughter's safety. Absolutely. That the um, what are they called? Uh, I don't know. The (laughs) you know the thoughts that come in your head that you're like oh intrusive intrusive thoughts. Yes, yes, yes. The intrusive thoughts after having a baby are just they run rampant in my head, and I think about all the situations and I'm like, how would I get out of this? And I've come to the conclusion that. I need a tiny pistol and <laughs> I need something to cut seatbelts. Interesting. Yeah. Because if I were to fly off a bridge into a body of oh, water, shit. Yeah. I need to be able to cut myself out and cut Mila out. Yeah. And also need something to break the window. I've oh I I have always rolled my windows down before I go over a bridge because of That's of that. So I'm terrified. Well, wait, isn't that kind of like wouldn't your car like um immediately fill 
and no. you wouldn't be good either. No. You swim out. Yeah, I guess. That does make sense. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, maybe I should do that. Because <laughs> it, it, it'll still sit on the top of the water for like a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, yeah. get your bearings straight. Yeah. It doesn't sink to the bottom like an anchor. Oh. Not right away. Well, It'll yeah, those bloop, are the thoughts bloop, that I bloop, have bloop, because bloop. it they it just gets like crazy after having a baby. Like those those that's your brain now. You're like constantly thinking of danger, yeah. and you're like, oh and my god, you gotta find a solution. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So my solution is a tiny pistol <laughs> <laughs> and a, something to get out of a. Out I've of never a thought about the seatbelt one. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah, scary. Yeah. Well, especially like with car seats, they they're. They're a pain in the ass to get unbuckled in a normal situation. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I don't go somewhere because I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to buckle and unbuckle Mila. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a pain, especially now that she like, she does the like surfboard thing when I try to put her in. What do you mean? Like she just stiffens up like a surfboard. Oh, no so way. I can't sit her down. Oh I'm my like God. I literally like have to distract her, like put a toy in her hand or like sing her a song or something. And then I can get her buckled. But if I don't do it, if I just try to sit her in there, it's not going to happen. Humans are so stubborn. They really Like we're all so really stubborn. Are. Yeah. <sighs> like I was, li- this is irrelevant. I might cut this. I probably will. But today I was packing a box and my dad goes, why don't you start with the bigger box? And in my mind, I was like, I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, I'm three. I'm three <laughs> years old. <laughs> and what do you know? I had to go use the bigger box. I'm I was so like, good. I should have just started with this fucking box. But <laughs> I had already started with the box that I wanted. So I was going to finish it and I was going to prove a point And I proved myself wrong. I mean, that's that's. Yeah. Stubborn humans. Yeah. <sighs> You're an Aries. I know it's so unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, <sighs> well, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in once again to our true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you for listening, guys. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next Friday with some goods, and uh, until then, we'll see you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Bye bye. 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 <laughs> bye. episode you can give us a positive rating and review if you're feeling generous or if you want more florida girlies content you can follow us on instagram at florida girlies pod or shoot us an email if you have something to say or you'd like to be part of our future episodes you can shoot us any of your personal florida stories at florida girlies pod at gmail.com you can also leave us a voicemail our phone number is 321-804-3345 you can tell your florida story there too in your own words if you'd like but if we don't hear from you you'll hear from us because we love you we're back every friday until then we'll see you later alligator after a while crocodile bye (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.